following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. you live on tape on this Sunday, September 11th, 2022, game day morning, week one. Glorious day celebrated by many, cursed by others, primarily wives, as we get to watch NFL football again and see our fantasy teams and wagers either flourish or tank as the day goes on with all that said, I would like to say condolences to all of those who have been impacted by the events of September 11th. Crazy to think that that event took place 21 years ago and always hits uh, me in a weird way because my mom had passed just a week and change before. But it, uh, it was a crazy day in our country's history and the world at large. And in a weird way, football, specifically the NFL, has a way of softening that blow just a little bit as it gives a, a great portion of our population something to watch and talk about that isn't as sobering as what transpired in that Sunday morning. So again, condolences to all that were impacted on that day years ago. So to contact the show, you can reach us at the Broken Helmet Show at gmail.com. Our Twitter is Helmet Broken. Our Instagram is at the Broken Helmet Pod. And you can reach us any of those ways. So, uh, all of that wrapped up. <clears throat> pardon me. This is our game day show. Uh, quick hitter, if you will, of the lines as they currently exist and the stats around those lines. We did this in our gambling show recorded on Thursday with my brother Chris and I. And this is just an update of all everything as it stands and what's transpired since that day to today, game day morning. So for reference, the lines have been pulled from DraftKings. You can get different lines, obviously, from other sports books. And if you look around, there is a, a stark difference between a couple of books right now, but these are pulled from DraftKings. As for the stats that I will be mentioning, those are courtesy of the Action Network and both the DraftKings lines and the Action Network stats were pulled around 10 a.m. So with all of that said, let's go. And we will start off with the first game on the docket here, and that is going to be the Eagles traveling to Detroit to face off against the Lions. The Eagles currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite. That line has actually moved up. It was four earlier in the week, and now it is at five-and-a-half, and the reason why is because money has started to pour in on the Eagles. Currently, tickets are 57% in favor of the Philadelphia, but 49% is now in favor of the Eagles, and that number is up from early in the week when it was just 40. So you almost see a 10% shift there in money coming in on Philadelphia's side. Sharps are still going to side with the Lions. Over-under in this game is 49. The next game we will talk about is Saints-Falcons. This game to be played in Atlanta. Right now, the Saints are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. 70% of the tickets are on New Orleans. 69% of the money is on the Saints, and that number has actually come down. 
So the spread has stayed the same, but it looks like money is starting to move a little bit over toward the Falcons. Falcons are a sharp bet right now, and if you've listened to podcasts throughout the week, you probably would have heard that a lot of people like that Falcons line thought the 5.5 was a little heavy for a Saints team that is rather unproven. Good defense, offense still suspect. Uh, you know, I don't know what to make of the Falcons. I, I actually like the Saints in this line, but the Falcons have gotten a lot of love uh, during the week, and obviously now the money is starting to flow over that way as well. 42.5 is the under, over-under for the Saints-Falcons. Jets are going to be hosting the Ravens in East Rutherford, New Jersey. This game is just a nightmare from several angles. Number one, the Jets are going to be starting Joe Flacco instead of uh, Zach Wilson, who obviously got hurt in the preseason. On top of that, they ended up losing uh, Mekhi Becton to an injury early in the preseason, went and signed uh, Dwayne Brown, uh, ex, uh, I mean, everywhere, he's 40 years old now, but from the Steelers and brought him in and he ended up going to the IR because he ended up hurting his shoulder. So his replacement went out and the other tackle, uh, and no offense, uh, not no offense, no offense, tight end, what am I talking about? Um, uh, shit, forgetting, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he's actually banged up as well. So the Jets are just all kinds of in trouble in this one. The Ravens are not going to have Ronnie Stanley, if I'm not mistaken. I checked that before the game goes off or before you make your bets. But even at that, the Ravens are still seven-point favorites here. That's a just primarily a Flacco factor, I would imagine, and the Jets' overall roster. But uh, Ravens are currently have. 85% of the tickets, 79% of the money. So huge money and ticket volume sliding over toward the Ravens side. Sharps are going to come in on the Jets. That's to be expected with numbers like that. So we'll travel over to Cincinnati. This is a game that's gotten a lot of juice over the week. Bengals hosting the Steelers. A lot of people coming in on the side of the Steelers here, specifically podcasters, betters, you know, that are uh, celebrated, but they do not like the line and being so heavy in in favor of Cincinnati. And it was six and a half earlier. It's now seven, according to DraftKings. 51% of the tickets are on the Bengals. 48% of the money's on the Bengals. And that 51% number from uh, in terms of tickets for Cincinnati has actually come down. Earlier in the week, it was around 58. That has come down a little bit. But even at that, the number has moved up, according to DraftKings. 44 is the over-under in this one. So Cincinnati trying to uh, come out with a victory after their Super Bowl defeat. The Steelers trying to turn things around with the first game after the Ben Roethlisberger burger era, which, I mean, couldn't get any worse at the end there. You know, obviously had a great run, but last year pretty miserable. And so under center today, it'll be Mitch Trubisky trying to right the ship there for the Steelers. A lot of weaponry and talent on the offensive side of the ball. So Pittsburgh, definitely a fighting chance. Big spread though, uh, right now still seven points in favor of Cincinnati. NFC, or not NFC, AFC East battle with the Pats and the Dolphins. This one is going to be taking place down in South Florida. Dolphins hosting, currently a three and a half point favorite. They have a bunch of money on their side as 70% of the tickets, or of the money is on Philadelphia, 56% of the tickets. No Sharps have taken any side in this one. 46 and a half is the over-under. Should be a good one. Uh, you know, if you're thinking a defensive battle, probably 46 and a half might be a little heavy 
for a Dolphins-Pats game. But, uh, you know, if you think the Dolphins are going to come out and with, uh, you, you know, McDonald and his new McDaniels and his new offense, plus Tyreek Hill, and they bring in Chase Edmonds, you got Raheem Moser, plus you had Jalen Wanda from last year, Jaseki. Uh, they brought in Cedric Wilson. You know, I, maybe the 46 you think is going to get blasted by is it's going to be an offensive shootout. That, that, I think that's the line that I'm looking most at in this game. Obviously, the context of the game and, and the performance of the two teams, but in terms of bets, you know, let's see if they actually get above that. I would think that this would end up being defensive, but you never know. So 46.5 over under for the Pats. Dolphins, Dolphins favored by 3.5. No sharp action. Everything else pretty much on Miami. Travel down or up, I should say, from South Florida over to our nation's capital, the Commanders. Well, it's actually not in the nation's capital, right? They don't play there. But the Commanders are going to be hosting the Jaguars. This game, three points in favor of Washington. Washington is the Sharps pick, but everything else is on the Jaguars. And pretty heftily, I might add, 71% of the tickets, 79% of the money in on Jacksonville, the premier of uh, Doug Peterson and his coaching staff taking over the reins for, well, not directly for Urban Meyer, but last year was the Urban Meyer disaster. And so now Peterson comes in. We'll see if that helps T-Law and his development in the league last year, not so good. Led the league in interceptions. Stafford was behind that. That was touted uh, quite a bit on Thursday night as the Rams got their doors blown off. But anyway, Lawrence is going to go under center. Hopefully Peterson can steer him the right direction. Obviously Peterson had uh, quite a bit of success in Philadelphia before it ended for him, but they did end up winning that Super Bowl, whether or not that was him or that was Frank Reich, who the hell knows, but together they did it, and so now Peterson will see if he can have similar success with an up-and-coming Jaguars team. So, after we go to Washington and talk about that kind of mess, we have another mess of a game to talk about, and that is going to be in Chicago, where the Bears are hosting the 49ers. 49ers Heavy favorites, six and a half points. Right now, they also have 64% of the tickets, but oddly enough, the Sharps and the money are in on the Bears. 61% of the money, actually, is coming in on Chicago. So, Justin Fields, Matt Everflus, their whole new approach to Chicago football will be on site against the 49ers team that... A lot of people love. Now, there is a big injury in this game as George Kittle will be out. He injured his groin earlier in the week, and he will not play in this game. So that is an impact, obviously, multiple levels. Number one, through the running game because he is a phenomenal blocker. Number two, in the passing game because he's also a weapon It by that means. So, you know, not something that... You know, Trey Lance would want to see for his first real starting premiere here. Now that Garoppolo is, you know, in the backup role, you'd like to have all of your weapons if you were Trey Lance, but today he will not have George Kittle. But anyway, it didn't really impact the line that much. Six and a half is still what it was. I don't know if it ever got, I think it was seven when we did the show earlier. I don't know if it got over seven, but obviously now it's coming down. This one, I actually heard a lot of people uh, talking about the Bears and, and the line. I still, it's tough for me to see that one. I would imagine the 49ers cover this regardless of how big that line is. But, you know, maybe the Kittle injury is big. And obviously, the real X factor in this game is what the hell Trey Lance is made of. Made, ugh, Rich, talk. Hey, slow down if you got to. Trey Lance is made out of because up to this point, every time people mention Trey Lance, they just talk about potential and how he's such a weapon and 
fucking guy hasn't even played yet. So that's what I want to see uh, out of this game is exactly what he's made out of. And obviously, Justin Fields, if he's got something, this is year two for him. Year one was a nightmare. Year two, you know, hoping for better results, uh, as are the Bears fans. You know, they've been stuck in purgatory for quite a while. I feel their pain as a Giant fan. So uh, 49ers, seven-point favorites in Chicago. So the Panthers-Browns game is the next one on the docket here. Panthers now favored by one. This game has gone all over the place. The Browns were favored, and then all of a sudden that shifted with the Watson suspension, and then all of a sudden the Panthers became one-and-a-half-point favorites, and then it got the line got smashed. It got brought up back to a pick and now it's back down to one. So this is all over the place uh, for the Baker-Mayfield revenge game, if you will. Uh, the Panthers are a trifecta pick. They have the sharp money, the tickets, and the uh, money pool, not to mention big volume on both of those, 77% of the tickets, 81% of the money in on the Panthers right now. Over-under in this game is 42. Uh, Actually, to rewind, I forgot about the over-under in the 49er Bear game. Not a great way to do a podcast, but that over-under was 40. The the over-under here in Carolina is 42 between the Browns and the Panthers. Not expecting, obviously, a big shootout in this one. Browns, obviously, they got a backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett being the starter, and he'll be that way, at least for the first 11 weeks of the season. Uh, Panthers, obviously, went through their trials and tribulations trying to put somebody under center, and when push comes to shove and they kick off today, it's going to be Baker Mayfield. So, Baker Mayfield and the Panthers trifecta pick in this one favored by one currently Colts Texans is the next game that one is going to be played down in Houston Colts big favorite in this one seven points the Texans got talked up pretty much all week Um, I also like the Texans with the seven but you're seeing a little bit of a, a different vibe through the stats when you look at them today because the Sharps have moved from over on the Texans side over to the Colts side The tickets are still 60% in favor of the Colts, but then the money came up on the Colts all the way to 31%, where we did the game when we did this game earlier on Thursday in our gambling show, it was 14%. So you've seen a 17-point swing in favor of the Colts in terms of money coming in on them. It hasn't really adjusted the line, though, because the line is still at 7. So that is the same as it was on Thursday, but you're seeing sharps and money come in on the Colts. Over-under in this one is 45.5, and and for the Texans, I mean, everybody's got their eyes on Damon Pierce. He is the fantasy the, the fantasy god, if you will, and he hasn't even played it down. I, and I, I fell into the hype because I uh, I ended up drafting him in a bunch of different leagues. So we'll see if that actually pans out. You're hoping the Texans line is actually okay, which it seems to be, and that Pierce can you know at least provide some kind of excitement for Houston, getting new yardage and fantasy points while the net results of their season might not be as good. So we will actually now go to Los Angeles, where we've already been once this week as the Rams opened up and hosted the Bills in that Thursday night debacle, at least for the Rams, that is, because they got their doors blown off. And if you watch that game, it was really not close. But we will travel back to Los Angeles now for the Chargers, who are going to be hosting the Raiders in an AFC West battle. The Chargers currently a three and a half point favorite. Over under on this game is 52 and a half, one of the larger over unders of the week. So they're expecting 
expecting a little bit of offense out of this one. Right now, the Sharps are on the Raiders, as is the money. 74% actually, so a big number. Tickets are split. So the Chargers at home, they're favored here by three and a half points, but they're not getting love elsewhere. And this is another game that I heard over the week that was more or less one of the picks uh, consistently by your uh, experts at large. So, you know, I... Not quite sure myself. I went with the Chargers. I thought the Chargers just had the better team. I think that Eric Eager out of Pro Football, uh, Pro Football Focus, said had a good point though that if you like the Raider, Raiders at all this year, this might be the game that you pick because they're everybody's coming out this week fresh. This is basically the NFL preseason, the real preseason, uh, not that junk that we just witnessed for three weeks. But weeks one through four is kind of the premier. The preseason for all of the starters, and so if you like the the Raiders at all, you might like them here in the first game out when everybody is fresh and this is all new for everybody. But Chargers, I think, just have the better roster, the better talent. Uh, the three and a half, you know, at two and a half, I think everybody would pound on the Chargers. So the question becomes: Do you think that they, you know, can blow out uh, Las Vegas? And I think. There's chances that that could happen. I'm not saying that it will, but I'm just saying if the chances are that it can run away on the Chargers' side, you know, does a three and a half really matter? Not really. But anyway, that, that's not a thought process that was embraced by most, as, like I mentioned, the Sharps and big money on the Raiders there getting the three and a half. So we will travel to Minnesota, where we just talked about an AFC West rivalry. Now we'll talk about an NFC North rivalry. Vikings hosting the Packers. This has been kind of crazy because earlier in the week, the Vikings were one and a half point dogs to the Packers. And as of 10 o'clock today, DraftKings now has them as the favorite. So there has been a big swing. I checked because I said, no, man, is is that swing everywhere? Or maybe there's some arbitrage throughout sports books. I went and I checked BetMGM and sure enough, Vikings one and a half point favorites, uh, you know, at home now where they were a dog just quite a while ago. So the money has some, you know, come in uh, on the Vikings across. But, you know, when I checked Tickets were at 50% each. Sharps were on the Vikings, and but the money was still on the Packers at 59%. So what caused that swing? There must have been some kind of syndicate, heavy betters, uh, you know, sharp action uh, that have that has moved that line. So Vikings, current, currently the favorite, previously the dog to the Packers, same line. It was one and a half for the Green Bay. Now it's one and a half Minnesota. You know, the question mark becomes for Green Bay, they're quarterback situation. Not in the sense that Aaron Rodgers can't do it, but he's got nobody to throw to. And Alan Lazard, who is pretty much set up to be their number one, is not going to play in this game. So now you're going to have to fall back to your Randall Cobbs and then your rookies like Romeo Dubs. And I forgot the, the first guy that they drafted. Uh, Christian? I think Christian was his name. I, I'd have to look. Again, bad job by me being a, you know, trying to be an NFL podcaster, at least for fun, and forgetting the first round pick or, or the first wide receiver pick of the Packers, which is a big pick because they're trying to replace Devontae Adams. But anyway, um, nobody there on the offensive side of the ball to receive for Aaron Rodgers, and that becomes the big question mark. Of course, the Vikings, they have a new regime coming in, and we'll see what results of that and that new approach. You know, obviously, there was uh, issues with, with Zimmer previously, so they jettisoned him, and in they came with Kevin O'Connell. So we'll see how that turns out for them this Sunday. We will travel from Minnesota 
over to Tennessee where the Titans are going to be taking on my Giants. And my Giants right now are actually five-point dogs. It was five and a half, so they actually got half a point of love. Tennessee right now has 55% of the tickets, and the Giants have 76% of the money. The only part about that is that the money has actually shifted because there was more on the Giants previously. So the Titans are getting a little bit of love here. They were 15% owners of the money pool. Now they're 24%. So you see basically almost like a 10-point swing there in terms of the money in on Tennessee. So the Giants are going to be the sharp pick. The over-under in this game is going to be 43.5, so not expecting a lot of offense in this one. Giants, obviously, knew everything, minus the quarterback and some offensive pieces. But Brian Dable, Phil Shane come in, the GM, head coach tandem from Buffalo, and they're going to see if they can revitalize this franchise that despite having two Super Bowls in the past, whatever, uh, 15 years, 20 years, uh, have had a really mediocre performance. And I'm not mistaken, the, when they were doing the stats last year, I think the Jets and the Giants are the worst two teams of the past X amount of years, 7, 8, whatever it was, in terms of records. So Giants looking to turn it around here. They'll be going into Tennessee. Tennessee waiting to see what they can get out of Derrick Henry as he returns from his foot injury last year, knocked him out. He was on fire, and then a foot injury took him away, and that was all she wrote. And you lose now you get him back, but you actually lose A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown gets traded to the Eagles. They didn't want to give him the money, so they ended up drafting Traylon Burks. And then they went out and got Robert Woods from Los Angeles as he was thrown away when the Rams picked up Allen Robinson, who got all of one catch in Thursday night's outing. Go figure. So uh, right now, Titans turning everything around. The Giants trying to turn everything around. And Titans favored by five at home. Chiefs-Cardinals, next game up. The This game is going to be played in Arizona. Early in the week, I couldn't figure out what the stadium was because I knew it was University of Phoenix previously, and if I'm not mistaken, State Farm Arena now, so or State Farm Stadium, whatever the hell it is. State Farm everywhere. So the Cardinals are six-and-a-half-point dogs at home. One of ten home dogs. I should have mentioned that earlier in the in the. In the program, but we mentioned it on Thursday, but a huge home dog day. Ten home dogs in all, and this is another one. So the Chiefs road favorites. They have the sharp action right now, and they have a little bit of the money at 52%. Well, the Cardinals own 52% of the tickets. Over-under in this one is 54. This is the largest score uh, over-under of the week as they're expecting a lot of offense here. Now, the part that you look at here, which Chiefs were the team that I heard about forever. I mean, people were pounding this line. And now, in the past, I don't know, like 24, 48 hours, there's been a big shift. So previously... 55% of the tickets were on the Chiefs. Now it's 48. So that number's come down 7. And then the money is where the biggest head-scratcher is because people are now coming in on the Cardinals, but it hasn't moved the line. So you wonder if that's money. Probably not sharp action. Earlier in the week when we did the show on Thursday, 67% of the money was in on the Chiefs. That number's come down to 52. So that's 15% that's shifted now in favor of the Cardinals. I still like the Chiefs. The one part about this, and I mentioned this when I was talking to Chris on the show, was that if this was later in the week, I or later in the week, later in the year, I think the Cardinals at 6.5 would have been, I, I, who knows if that 
line existed, but that would have been more or less an auto pick for the for me on the Cardinals because the line would just be too big for a team at home that you know I mean they have some skilled position players and they've had some success you know, um, and so that that was my initial thought and it looks now that you know, some people might be thinking that regardless. Because uh, regardless if it's week one or week four, because like I mentioned, a good 15% of the money has moved from the Chiefs side over to the Cardinals. So that'll bring us to our night games. And the first one is going to be the Bucks cowboys Now, this was the season opener last year. So this was a Thursday night opener. Now it's the Sunday night game. This is going to be the Bucks favored by two on the road. So, yes, yet another home dog. Uh, the Cowboys, obviously, big injury on their offensive line. Uh, some other question marks is Dak Prescott was a little banged up during the week. Bucks, meanwhile, they also have a destroyed line. They've lost a whole bunch of people to retirement, injury, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, and now there's a question mark whether or not Chris Godwin, who initially was a question mark, then he was a go, now he's a question mark again. Uh, so there, there are injuries abound in this game. But last year's opener is now Sunday night opener for 2022. Bucks favored by two and a half. Right now they also own 55% of both the tickets and the money. The Sharps have not taken an angle in this game. Expecting a little bit of offense as this game's over-under is 51. So that is one of the higher ones of the week. Highest, light, as I mentioned, was the Chiefs-Cardinals. The other high games were the Raiders-Chargers game. That was at 52 and a half. And then the Thursday night game, which was... Bills Rams, which is 52, that ultimately ended up being an under. And so now you got this game, Bucks Cowboys at 51. So the final game of the week is to me a stinker. Uh, Monday night, this is going to be the new premiere of Buck and Aikman as the ESPN Monday night crew. Uh, Broncos are going to be a road favorite. Six and a half is the spread. 80% of the tickets are on the Broncos. 51% of the money. Those numbers have shifted greatly down, but it's a Monday night game. So when we quoted the stats on Thursday, that didn't necessarily reflect a large population or at least a large portion of what the end population would have been. So the movement, you know, in regard to this game really isn't head scratching or something of note because I, you know, they're just the more money that comes in, the more it'll adjust. And, you know, being a Monday night game, you don't see the heavy action until some of these other games wrap up. So Broncos still heavy favorites, uh, both in the spread, six and a half points on the road versus Seattle and in the tickets. And, uh, you know, not so much the money, but the tickets at 80% and the money is basically split now 50-50 over under 45. I'm surprised because, you know, 45 was toward the bottom, but I thought it might have been one of the lower ones. The lowest of the week is is the Bears 49ers. That game is at 40. So that's that. no surprise there as the Bears just stink on ice. So, but that is the situation in Seattle. The return of Russell Wilson going in there to see if he can get a victory and shove it in the face of uh, Mr. Pete Carroll as you know, Carroll never really embraced you know, Wilson, the way he wanted to, he needed a little bit of love, and he didn't get it from Pete. So that ended up in disasters. They didn't want to get the money, and then they ultimately traded him to the Broncos. Broncos gave him the money, and so now he'll ride out into the sunset in Denver. Meanwhile, Seattle will see what they can get out of, uh, you know, rotating quarterbacks, although today it's going to be Geno Smith. So Geno Smith tra- drafted by the Jets years ago to be uh, whatever starting quarterback, and then he ends up, 
hitting the bricks and goes from team to team. And then ultimately now here in 2022, he ends up being the starter again week one for Seattle. So it's crazy how those things transpire, but that is where we're at. So there's the quick recap of the... Uh, games and the lines for this Sunday. So everybody enjoy your days, and then we will touch back again this week, uh, maybe maybe Thursday or before Thursday. Obviously Thursday will be the, the gambling show to get another one in for the next week, and then possibly I might slide in for a show here and there. So to everybody, uh, good luck with all of your fantasy, and good luck with all of your bets. Hope you hit nothing but winners, unless you're playing me, in which case I hope you lose. Peace. Peace.